welcome to Fire and Water with Pleasance. I'm a multi-passionate Jew-witchy woman in total coherence with herself, rising Kohenet, that's a Hebrew priestess, and adjunct professor. In these creations, I dive into topics of healing and wholeness, all at the intersection of intuition, intellect, and integration. These creations are within the context of a more liberated, just, and equitable world. Working with elemental healing, nervous system repair, natural rhythms, and regenerative practices, I bridge the past, present, and future, weaving in global wisdom traditions and mystical teachings, translating them for our modern lives. We orient towards physical, emotional, mental, spiritual, energetic, and relational health, exploring death and grief as intentional living practices, ancestral reverence and healing, and we'll dive into rituals and ceremonies and practices for daily life. Let's talk about the great mystery we are living in, the sacred and mundane, the domestic and the divine. Welcome, wise ones, seekers, old souls, modern mystics. Those of us who have a deep reverence for spiritual and divine realms and who also pay bills, maybe raise kids or communities and tend relationships. We are the people who want to heal the earth and her children. Join me in this wild, weird, and wonderful world. And may these creations be of service to your head, heart, hands, and healing. In December 2021, I attended a legacy trip to Alabama. Legacy trips were created by Tina Strawn, and this is a pilgrimage to sacred land in our country about our history. On this trip, I met amazing humans. I learned from amazing humans, teaching, sharing, learning, growing, discovering discomfort, pain, and facing the truth of our history. I'm recording this series of follow-ups a month later with participants and teachers from our trip to integrate, to share, and to um, deepen our experience together now, back in our lives after this amazing, powerful, transformative trip to Alabama. Okay, hi everyone. Today is a very special day because you are going to be hearing from beloved teacher, coach, facilitator, beautiful human in the world, writer, author, soon to be published author, Tina Strawn. Hi, thank you. (laughs) Everyone in our community has heard me uh, rave about my recent trip, legacy trip to Alabama and rave in a, this is an important, all humans need to go sign up for a trip now kind of way. 
feels like a requirement for living in this country is how I see it. And I wanna start by honoring this vision that you've had. Where did it come from? How did you create this pilgrimage? When I was going through my own personal racial awakening as a result of accidentally watching the videos of Philando Castile and Alton Sterling being killed by police in July of 2016, I was just on that personal journey to unpack my own internalized racism um, and really place myself in the social and political and racial setting that we were all going through. Uh, that was 2016 when Donald Trump became president. Um, and I began to kind of get politically aware as well at the time. One of the things that I did in 2017 was um, actually 2018, I came across Brian Stevenson's book, Just Mercy. And reading that book changed me. Mm. I didn't know the, the current state of our criminal justice system was still so incredibly, um, I, I, I didn't have any understanding Mm. That it was operating in as though we're still living in Jim Crow, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was in my fitness career at the time. I'm a I'm a retired currently I'm a retired 15 year fitness professional. Mm-hmm. And so at what I was after I read that book, going through my own racial awakening, being politically active learning about Brian Stevenson and his work with the Equal Justice Initiative, learning about the lynching memorial and the Legacy Museum. And just like what you said, feeling like this is, this should be a requirement for all Americans in particular mm-hmm. to go and acknowledge mm-hmm. and honor um, this very dark part of our history that is still affecting um, us today with regards to the anti-Black racism, terror, and violence that is a legacy of slavery. Um, And so because I was, again, in my fitness profession, I was teaching yoga at the time um, and yoga being a spiritual practice of mine, I was I was teaching in a lot of different boutiques and studios around the Atlanta area, um, and I, because of the way that my yoga practice um, is such a, uh, or was in, in in particular the asana practice was such a foundational part of my life at that time. I decided that I was going to um, kind of create an opportunity for people who were open to having difficult conversations around race and anti-racism and the history of this nation through the black lens. Um, So I I created these trips to give people an opportunity to come and utilize the practice and philosophy of yoga as tools to dismantle racism, as tools to help us 
um, identify how we can be the, the first place where change starts for, for people who, who that's important to. So it's just so striking to see the story, to hear the story after having just recently experienced it and just the thoughtfulness and the um, space in which you gave us to digest. I won't get into all of that because Nikki and Nandi and Kelly talk about what happened on our trip. I'd love to use our time for you to reflect. Ours was the 10th trip. Mm -hmm. yes. um, I'd love for you to reflect on the 10, you know, what are some of the moments? What are some of the things that really stick in your mind and your heart? Um, and then I also am curious about if you've always been a creator, like a problem solver, you see something, you research it, and then you create something. So those two. So over the 10 trips, I think what I'll say is when I started them, I think what strikes me the most now, especially we are a week away from trip number 11 at this point. And when I think back to when I started the trips, I had no intention to create trips. Like I did not at all have a concept of these are going to be these ongoing things. Um, I didn't even know that if anyone would be interested in participating in the trips with me, mm -hmm. it kind of, it, it, it was something that I believe um, um, I was called to create. And mm -hmm. I, put together this weekend. I sent out an invitation to some friends of mine, as well as some people that I was, um, some colleagues in the fitness industry um, and people that I knew through fitness and basically was like, does anybody wanna come and do this with me? Um, and I thought initially that the people that would sign up and be interested in participating would be my students would be the people that were already coming to my cycle classes and my yoga classes and all of these and already had a relationship with me and had been maybe observing my journey because I was doing a lot of changing. And that's what was taking place in you know, 2017, 2018, as I was changing and growing, my activism was bleeding into my teaching, my teaching was bleeding into my activism. So I think one of the first things that I can reflect on is that the people that I thought were gonna be interested in these trips were actually not the ones. Okay. Um, I thought that the people, like I was saying, would be my yoga students in, in particular. And that's absolutely not what happened. It turned out to be people in the political and activism spaces. And it turned out to be people who had no knowledge of yoga and, and no experience um, or practice with yoga. And, and so that was, um, I think that was just interesting, um, as well as as the people as people began to sign up and participate on the trips, um, the the word of mouth and, and the way that people received the trips, received the information, and really wanted to share with others um, is really why I, the trips continued because there were were people wanting to do it. The other thing that I am reflecting on um, is the fact that when I was do, I did five trips in 2019 and those trips going back and forth to Montgomery every other month basically was really difficult for me emotionally. 
um, on many different levels, not just holding the space um, mm -hmm. during the weekends, but also just me as a queer black woman, um, basically raised in the South, going back and forth to and through Alabama and all of the weight and significance of Alabama <laughs> and recognizing that I, for my own mental health, was, would not be able to continue holding the space <laughs> that frequently, that consistently, which is what led me to reach out to other facilitators and advocates and activists who are already doing this work of, of, of facilitating, instructing, and educating in anti-racism spaces. And to have others come alongside me, these other colleagues of mine come alongside and want to partner with me and say, yes, we would love to, to, to support you and partner with you in this and come and lead these trips. And that really expanded it in this beautiful and powerful way as you got to be a part of, because now what we have are these trips that are led by so many incredible humans that this work is important to them. And it's giving people an opportunity to um, come into at physical space with folks that they have been learning from and with, such as Letty and Corey and Nandi, and coming up this weekend, Jamal Taylor and Rebecca Baruki, who's leading meditation. So it just, it has turned into such a remarkable community project. And so I, I, I knew as these trips began that this was bigger than me. And that is, um, that, that's that's kind of where we are today is that it, it just really has turned into this collective and collaborative project. And that's the thing that I'm really the most grateful for right now. So beautiful how it was kind of weaving and shifting. And now it's this like alive, engaged community, drawing people in and um, uplifting so many different voices and shared perspectives and different Nandi and Corey are very different. <laughs> and, that, <laughs> yes. and that was awesome. I mean, that's, that's it. And I think especially for white folks seeing different perspective and voices on there's this is not one way and you're going to get it right and it's going to be perfect but being able to have a variety of perspectives on a lot of the issues that we dived in dive dove into whatever you know talked about discussed um <laughs> was really important that that because i think part of white freeze is i'm gonna mess up i don't know the right way i don't know what to say I don't know how to feel. I, you know, there, there's a lot of this confusion. And I think one of the things I've learned from you is that that can often just be distraction and how to just kind of keep moving through that. And so who are legacy trips for at this point, right? Someone's listening to this from our community and they're like, oh, that sounds interesting, but I don't know if it's for me because I don't know enough, or I don't know if it's for me because I've read all the books. Mm. Yeah, who this trip is for, it is for folks that want to, that are anywhere on the spectrum of their own personal anti-racism journey. Whether they are, they like you said, they maybe they have been 
reading all of the books, following all of the influencers, doing all the workshops, going to the marches, like doing all of the things. So there's, they've, they've been involved in, in what does being a part of change look like? And they want to go a little bit deeper and further having this very immersive experience, but it's also for folks who are brand new and are just starting in on, just starting to come to an awareness of, I want to, um, know what I can do to apply anti-racist principles into my life. And I want to, I, I, and I need, and this is a starting point. So, um, really for anyone who wants to affect change with regards to specifically anti-Black racism and dismantling white supremacy and based on, and depending on folks' racial and gender identity, the trips are set up. Um, for folks to really try to offer and hold a space that is, number one, always going to be honoring of the, um, first and foremost, of the Black leaders that are facilitating the trip. Um, and, and then depending on the type of trip that you go on, if you are going on a trip that is open to folks of um, all racial and gender identities, um, prioritizing and protecting the Black women in particular and the Black femmes in the space, and allowing for everyone, anyone, again, based on their personal identities and locations, to come together with like-minded people in a container that we don't call safe necessarily, um, because again, as a queer Black Present, woman presenting person, I can never guarantee my safety in any space that I go into. So we call this a brave space, um, but knowing that we, we wanna come and do this anti-racism work through the lens of spiritual practice. So the shift from when, these, when I started these trips in 2018, where they were yoga based and focused, that is no longer what, what it is. It now really depends on whoever the facilitator of that weekend is and what their spiritual practices are. Um, and that's, that's how we ground ourselves in this work because it has to start with us. So for folks that just are really on their own personal journeys of transformation and they want to be, um, they, they want to know how they can address their own internalized racism, um, and and be effective when it comes to what does it look like to be anti-racist in my life on a on a daily and practical basis. That's that's who it's for. Just I just want to like really land the difference between kind of reading a book in isolation or joining a book club or even learning a class online over COVID, which I think a lot of people did. It's a very different embodied integrated experience to go to an intensive, a pilgrimage, touch the land and the earth, smell the smells, see the trees, feel the energy, be encircled to digest. It's a much, um, a much more embodied uh, experience. And so I think just as we're kind of like chatting that it's, it's just, it's so much more than the mind or the learning aspect. It's much more the visceral. And that's why I really long for everybody to do this um, trip, because I think that's in my heart, I know that's a, um, a deeper path for repair and reclamation that our 
we need. Um, Absolutely. And that's the other thing that is such a, what that I feel like is so powerful about these weekends is the accountability. It's the relationship building, right? It is coming into and being in community with, like I said, with other people that are on the same journey and what we experience, what we find more often than not is that the people that are on that that come in a, and a, a participate in a weekend together, they stay connected and yeah. they now have somebody or, or and several people to, be, to stay in community with, to encourage, to support one another, to hold each other accountable. And especially for white folks, that's so crucial and critical to be able to have other white folks to process some of these things through when it's not appropriate to um, do so with with black friends um, and 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 so really giving people an opportunity. This is what it means that we are doing this together um, and not siloing yourself, not 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 being all by yourself in this because you're not. Mm-hmm. And that's part of the culture <laughs> and the dismantling that we're trying to unravel and unhook is this individual, just me, mine, you know, so yeah, it feels all integrated. Um, all right. So last question, what's coming up for Tina? What's coming up for legacy? What's the vision for you and your projects and writing? Say as much as you want about that or once it's all out in the world, you can come on and we'll do a whole separate thing about that, um, which I'm sure we will. And legacy, what's next? What are you dreaming of? What are you visioning? I am in the process. I'm in the final editing phases of my book that's coming out um, through Row House Publishing. My book is called Are We Free Yet? And it is basically about me divorcing America. I am a nomad. I have been a full-time nomad for two years now. um, And I'm a part of a social black movement called Blacksit. That is the word black and the word exit put together. And it is basically a term used to describe the resurgence of African-Americans who are leaving the United States, either in part or at least primarily in part due to the anti-racism uh, anti-Black terror and violence that we continue to experience and the systemic racism that is still prevalent in the in the United States. Um, and so it's kind of my journey um, divorcing the country while also going through a, a divorce with from my wife. Um, so I'm really looking forward to that coming out and and it really talks about that that um, that process of what does it look like to center um, tools for liberation, such as joy and and healing and peace and pleasure. And so all of those things. And with legacy trips, we I, I have really been um, humbled that they have continued to grow and we are expanding. And so I'm looking forward to um, bringing more folks onto the legacy trips team. Um, I'm looking forward to uh, doing more trips that not only are centered on just Montgomery and the, the the campus of the Equal Justice Initiative, but we'll be doing trips outside of the country. We'll be talking about that more. You're involved in one of those projects that we're working on to eventually go to Germany and Poland um, and, and center the, the, the Jewish experience um, with regards to um, the Holocaust and learning and working through 
through um, ways that we can honor and reflect on and, and show up um, with regards to the Jewish community and understanding the, the, the relationships there, as well as um, Jamaica is another place that will have me doing a legacy trip. I, I spent a year living in Jamaica um, in 2020 and 2021. Um, so adding more locations to the legacy trips, adding more facilitators, um, expanding to include families and children. We've had people reach out and say, this is such a great opportunity. Can I bring my seven-year-old? Can I bring my teenager? And while we currently aren't set up to accommodate the young people, that is something that we do have um, as an intention to, to work on and expand in the future. So those are just a couple of things that we are working on and that I am working on. I'm currently living in Costa Rica. That's where I am right now. Um, so just continuing my travels and my writing and um, supporting and um, continuing to grow and expand legacy trips. So amazing. Any final words or thoughts? Um, just thank you. I appreciate the opportunity to be able to come and just talk a little bit about these trips. And um, I'm, I'm grateful for the, the people that have entrusted us to be a part of their anti-racism journey. So, um, Thanks for kind of giving us, uh, us myself, as well as people that have been on the trips, uh, opportunity to share our experiences so that people can get a, an idea about what Legacy Trips is about and um, hopefully decide to join us. You, my dear, are one of a kind. Your magic, your brilliance, your love and compassion and joy that just radiates is contagious, is medicine for this time. And I just am witnessing and honoring the incredible human that you are. Thank you so much. I can't wait to get my hands on that book and get your <laughs> highlighter. <laughs> and uh, I'll be, we'll be definitely digging into some of that. And I love you, love you, and you're the best. And thank you for Legacy. It is beyond powerful and potent. Mm. Thank you. Thank you, my friend. I love you. Mm.